Welcome to Dev and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Wieschuk. I'm here with special guest and author, Topher Ch- Chambers. Welcome. Hey, how are you doing? Now, okay, you have a lot of things going on. You're an author, you're an archaeologist, yeah, if I <laughs> pronounce it correctly. If anyone follows the show, you know I'm the queen of butchering something throughout the show archaeologist filmmaker producer and podcaster so what came first the archaeologist uh, i started doing that in 2006 uh after school and things so just kind of happened what time period are you generally looking for when you go on a dig um back then i was a contract archaeologist so it would be anything so we would look for her you know any sign of historical stuff uh, native uh, occupation stuff, uh, prehistoric Indian stuff. It's uh, basically anything and everything more yeah, than any, years old. <laughs> yeah, anything that had uh, shown uh, cultural significance to the area. Awesome. So did any of that lead into anything else that you're currently working on? Um, kind of. Actually, the, the book that... that uh, we're talking about some of the yeah some of the stories actually started I I started writing back then while I was on the road 14 days uh, at a time and like home for two and then back on the road for another 14 days uh, by myself a lot of the time so I just you know sitting alone in a hotel room just started scribbling stuff down well, that's a great way to make a horror anthology, right? Just <laughs> right. You're by yourself. You have nothing else to do, so you start writing. <laughs> yeah, it was either that or go to the bar. So I, I, I wrote a lot. <laughs> well, that's always a better, better choice, anyways, because a writing, as we all know, can lead into an income where going to the bar and getting drunk just depletes your wallet. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Unless, of course, you are really good at beer pong and then (laughs) make money from it somehow. Uh, I mean, I guess it kind of worked for Hemingway, so I don't know. So we heard. (laughs) So you have this horror book out. It's a collection of short stories, as you just said, writing throughout while you're an archaeologist. What is your favorite story of that anthology? Uh, The one that actually spun off and ended up becoming the the uh, framework in which what we set the movie in mm-hmm. um, this has went it's called the odd old book uh, I wrote it when my uncle passed away and he gave me he left me all of his his giant book collection and I'm talking like four or five thousand books <laughs> and uh, uh, one of them I actually have sitting right here is the the whole uh, uh, inspiration for the movie The Black Book and all that. It's a beautiful bound book that is completely empty. Wonderful. So I sat down and while I was uh, just staring at the book, a story came to my head about somebody, you know, whose uncle passed, passes in the book and he ends up delving into the book and trying to find it out and ends up going missing oh wonderful so So. one we have a blank page book that 
you know, we don't have fine binding like that. So, you know, it's old, it's over 30 years old. Yeah. So, and that doesn't seem like old when you're looking at my age, but at the same time, anything over 30 in book years, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, it was, it, it's a perfectly bound old school, you know, like, everything is perfect on it there is no and it's literally no text whatsoever there's not even a sign that somebody even tried to do anything with it which like i said it sparked a whole, whole and story. probably whoever made that book is making so much money off of a blank book <laughs> <laughs> right well i can't find anything else about it either you couldn't find anything on the internet about it uh, i couldn't find any um even hint that other people had found similar books like this is a complete one of a kind i guess the title on the cover doesn't show up anywhere well you have a real mystery there <laughs> which makes for a great book to yes <laughs> to make any of the ways you know you don't hear about you find this blank book that you obviously had and something else is going on with the book you there's so many stories that can be made so mm -hmm. to have your story out there on this is one in a million yeah so the like i said you know that story spun us into the framework for the series or for for the uh, the movie mm -hmm. we have a comic book coming out we have all of this stuff because the, the framework was so loose all it ha all it takes is for somebody to pick it up and it becomes a whole new story you know so it's the book travels and tell you know, each each new story gets added to the book so it uh, uh makes like it's going to be a wonderful movie when it comes out now are you in pre-production post-production oh no it's it's out it, it was released in october okay um it is on Amazon Prime and on Tubi. Uh, you can also pick it up on YouTube movies uh, for buy or rent. And you can also get it on Google Play, on the Google Play Store uh, for, for buy or rent. Now that movie, what is the name of it? The Black Book. Okay, so it's all nice and neat and out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because one, I love my horror stories. Mm. I love my mysteries. And you have two things going on with my right now is book <laughs> and the mystery. So I'm now like, okay, I need to watch it because now I'm intrigued. So we, with the movie, like I said, I adapted the, the auto book into the framework of the movie. And then each of the stories that we had used from the book which we didn't use them all, but we used quite a few um, are quote unquote, like, like little chapters that the person is sitting down to read. And then um, there's a little twist at the end. Um, of course there's a twist. You have yeah. to have a twist. You can't be a A to Z book. You have to have twists and turns and mystery and intrigue throughout the entire story. And so we've been promoting it as uh it's a cursed book even when we sell the book at conventions and whatnot it's funny uh one of my my partners uh chris maker came up with the pitch don't read the book 
and he goes through this whole big spiel about how it's a cursed book and you know uh, it'll suck you in and make you part of this part of the story and all this other stuff and that's uh, sold more books <laughs> at conventions than anything that i've seen mm-hmm. like we have other authors coming to us going like how did how, how everybody's over here and i'm like i hired an introvert or an extrovert and he's just really good at coming up with stuff on the fly so oh that's wonderful you know you have to have those bubbly personalities that come up with these great marketing strategies for a book mm-hmm. that's cursed <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> how, how else do you say it you know it, he it, it's funny like we we patterned the whole marketing thing after the whole thing he's like we made the movie so you don't have to read the book you can buy the book but you have to sign this waiver that says that you, we're, we're not responsible for anything that happens to you when you when you take it home and read it. Oh, that's awesome. I have not hurt anyone ever doing that. <laughs> it was really, really fun. Uh, when he first really- did that, I was like, that's it. This is our pitch right here. <laughs> that is a great pitch. As a publisher, as an author, that is a great pitch. I've heard so many different things. Oh, this is a cursed story. This is about a curse, whatever. Now you actually have to sign a waiver to buy the book. Yes. And uh, uh, that's sold a whole lot of books, a whole lot of movies. Um, and hopefully, you know, we got the comic book coming out uh, with all new stories from the Black Book. Uh, and hopefully that pitch may extend to that. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, it should. If you have to sign a waiver for the book, I imagine you have to sign a waiver <laughs> for the comic book. There you go. So we have this going on. Are you working on something else or in addition to the Black Book? Uh, I am. Uh, we're getting ready to release Letters from Marshalltown, uh, which is another anthology series about all of the stuff that has happened in this small backwater Indiana town uh from like over the ages like all the weird stuff it's kind of in the vein of like dairy maine where it's not a very lucky town like all of this stuff has happened in the past and supernatural to to uh like weather related stuff to you know all of this right you have to have the random twister or tornado just yeah no warning just plop down then you have the supernatural a ghost or something going on there's a lot of things you can play with with the backwater towns yeah and the fact that i mean it's there are a bunch of separate stories mm-hmm. but they exist in the same space in different time periods so you can have like we literally uh have a character who is the sheriff in one story but the next story, it happens in 83, so he's a deputy just starting out, and you, you see some of the stuff from him as being a deputy, and then you, you totally separate story, totally whatever, but you're seeing the same people pop up in uh, all of these different stories and different locations that we, we mapped out. Once I started writing the stories, and my partner, uh, Chris Maker, he wanted to to help so he wrote the first story that kind of kicked us all off and uh we 
actually have a map of the town now of like here's where the high school is here's where this is here's where this is and then we just kind of fit our stories into the framework and and make it more alive that's what i was going to ask if there is a map because i love when you have an anthology <laughs> like that to have a map of where you're going where things are now you have little hidden clues that you can put in the map of hey something always happens at this location or this area of the town is more <coughs> supernaturally imposed upon versus <laughs> this top part. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things that's really interesting to, when we first started talking about the subject, you know, I was like, what about if we narrow the focus? Because with like with the black book, it was narrowed down to people who read the book and getting what they deserve. So you know in the end they get sucked in they you become part of the book and they get what they deserve um which is why we're playing with that convention in the the comic book uh, with an innocent girl coming and reading the book um and seeing what happens with with her when you know all of the other people were like bad people mm -hmm. she's not uh, so what happens with with her that's so we're playing with that convention this convention i wanted to narrow it down even further i wanted to narrow i was like okay what about this geographic region here and we started putting things together and like we got the radio station was the first thing you know the next door came out dealt with the high school and that's when you found out that the sheriff in in one of the other movies his dad was the principal of the high school for the longest time and you know so like everything mismatches together and into this one overreaching story of like the history of this small little town that's why we called it letters from marshalltown it's basically almost set like um like a small town historical society is collecting these things about their their I get it. Their I city. Really, yeah, you go into how many of us have went into our town's historical <clears throat> society and actually looked at where the town was created to where it's at now. Not a lot of people do this and this I remember go, be, get, going down to Morgantown, West Virginia and they had a wonderful historical society that had all the archaeological meaningful things from the Native Americans till the time it burned down. So I was able to see it before it was gone. But at the same time, you see all these little things that were involved. You have this string of theme or how this family was the prominent person here and now they're the lowest of the low now what happened yeah. you know between the two you have these is it a supernatural are they just unlucky or <clears throat> is there another form going on yeah and that's that's the framework you know you don't know you know it, it's tracking one of the, the the side effects of setting it up like that was you can literally track some of these characters through the story and and get to know their story through all of these other stories that you know, they were a part of you can kind of track them through and 
with 13, 14 stories going into that one, I think there's going to be, if you look through the thing, you can actually track like five or six different characters and learn their stories through those stories. So it, it becomes another set of stories that you can read in the book. It's okay. It's not confusing if you <laughs> understand that framework. It's very yeah. confusing when you're trying to explain it. Yes, 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 it is. Um, trying to come up with the idea that, that, you know, like, okay, we're telling these stories, but we're also telling other stories set inside of those stories and, and whatnot. It gets a, a lot of layers. It's like involved. taking the, the TV show Supernatural and having it, the framework of Supernatural, the TV show, and having it go into another TV show. That's Kinda. basically, yeah, that's how you framework your book. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, then the one we got coming after that, uh, the, we have another book that's in the pipe. We haven't started writing anything for it. We haven't got anything, but we're starting to set the framework and we're narrowing the focus even further instead of one, one town and an old, in a backwater county. Uh, we are taking a look at one like a carnival that comes to this town and all of the stories that happen inside that carnival is, is the setup for the, the next. Now, is that, the carnival, that carnival going to be a horror story, a mystery, or what are you thinking with that? <laughs> a little bit of all, a little bit of all of it there, you know, there is going to be some horror aspects to it and there's going to be some mystery aspects to it. Nobody's knows like the town or the carnival just appeared. Mm -hmm. like overnight out of the mist oh, uh, like it, they came into town on the uh, on a like a big foggy night and next thing you know people wake up and out in the big field there's a whole carnival and like the stories of people going in and and encountering stuff in the carnival stuff that happens around the carnival um things that happen outside of the carnival that that uh um, track back to the it being there and, and whatnot like all of that kind of mixes together into one one big story of the carnival itself now your publisher must love your stories <laughs> um for the most part i i get a lot of like okay what do you got now <laughs> no they should go Okay, what is the marketing <laughs> strategy on this book? And it shouldn't be what you, what do you have now? It should be, okay, how do I market this? Because obviously I'm going to have to put a disclaimer if I'm going to sell it. <laughs> well, like I said, with the Marshalltown book, we, I, with the black book, it was the marketing. Uh, Genius. Yeah, Chris, Chris came in and swung for the fences with that one. Uh, but we've been talking about how to do the, the, letters from Marshalltown and you know we can't do the same thing over again so we got to come well, no, up no because it's not curse it's not a cursed book it's right a... it's it's a book about a cursed town <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know yeah you can't go to a curse taking a thing of a curse book and having a you know it's not the same so you have to come up with a marketing plan for that and even I'm sitting here, I'm like, how do you market 
a cursed town. Well, you can't visit the town because it's a fictional town. Right. Well, the great thing is, is you can do like tourist tourism board posters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like come visit Sunny Marshalltown, you know, and, and having yeah. like uh, creepy stuff in the 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 poster. I, I, I see this as a wonderful TV show or you know, movie <laughs> or something like that. And I can see how the movie posters would work with that, but it has to coincide. Um, in fact, we are starting production on um, an adaptation mm-hmm. using the same framework, same town, same all of that of uh, our next movie uh, based in Marshalltown. Uh, we actually start filming that at the end of April. Awesome. So, so is there without giving away too much of the movie or where you're located at, is there any familiar faces that we know will be in the film? Um, none that we can talk about right now. Uh, we will make the announcement the moment we can ink the deals. There's a lot of people who are interested in being a part of it. There's a lot of people like we had Ari Lehman in the last one uh, and he's he was the kid in Friday the 13th that played you know jason at the, the very first one when it come out of the water mm-hmm. um, that's that was him um and he's done tons and tons of uh horror movies uh his entire career so we got him in the last one uh we're trying for some bigger names in this one um they are all for it they they, they like the story they like the, the, the setup and, and the punchlines and all of that stuff so we're just trying to uh Get it finished, yeah finished what we can so we can ink the deal and and uh make those announcements m- more officially of course i mean i that's why i said without giving away because i know with film there's a lot of things you can and cannot say before yeah. everything's in place yeah um but let's just say the people that we're talking to are pretty big in the horror movie genre we can say that yeah that yeah that's nice and legalese and (laughs) you can't really there's a lot of people in in that genre that you can fill in the blanks with yes um (laughs) and we're trying to work with almost every single one (laughs) but that's awesome though that is perfectly awesome so okay we have black book on amazon we have it on well, Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. You have... uh, the books on Amazon and the movies on Amazon Prime, uh, the movies on Tubi and all of the other, uh, you know, Google Play and uh, uh, YouTube movies. Uh, the book is also available on in Barnes and Noble. All you have to do is search the Black Book Topher Chambers and it uh, uh, it'll pop up. Yeah, there's a lot of links there. If you just put it into Topher Chambers, on any Google search, it'll also come up that way. That's what I was trying to play yeah. around with before this interview, so I could have. I have a lot of I, I have a lot of links on on the internet. <laughs> but links are good because that gives you eight ways that people can connect with you. Oh yeah, ways that actors can connect with you, or producers, or other people that want to be a part of the film. You have your readers that want to connect with you to find out what else is going on. That was something that was new for me. Uh, like 
when we were started doing conventions with this book, the people who come up and, you know, I was just doing whatever. And my buddy was like, hey, would you like him to sign it? And they're like, oh, really? And like the level of excitement and people like shaking your hand, like I've never shook the hand of somebody who, like of an author before and mm -hmm. all of this stuff. It was it was new and made kind of uncomfortable, but it still was pretty good to have people, you know, acknowledge that, you know, especially like they would read some stuff over the night and then come back the next day mm -hmm. and be like, oh, I love it when in this story you did this. And it, it was I interesting, understand. but it was nice. Yes, I understand completely. My first book signing was the same way. Oh, you want me to <laughs> sign it? Oh, I'm not just here to hand you the book. Right, <laughs> right? it's like, I'm not, uh, I'm just in the, the selling mind frame. And then, so like now we're on our, uh, we're, we're setting the schedule again for this year. Well, and... wait till you're like at dinner and you're not expecting anything and someone comes out of the back, then they find out you're there and they have to give you a hug. That has <laughs> happened to me and it was the most crazy night I've ever had. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, but I'm trying to eat. So it, I'm, cause that happened at a convention. I was sitting down in the thing and somebody had bought bought uh like the whole package they bought all of the movie they bought movies and posters and mm -hmm. all of this stuff and i they had me sign all of it and i was in the dining area of the convention center and i was just grabbing something to eat and like i had slowly this form this group form around the table and they were like started off like talking do whatever like slowly moving over and then like i looked up and all of these people are just like looking at me and i'm like oh uh hi <laughs> yeah it, it's the craziest thing when that happens because you're just trying to eat your meal <laughs> right just be with your family or have a meal or you know something that's completely human and normal <laughs> But it's okay to talk to us when we're at the convention in <laughs> <laughs> right uh, especially when it's like the dead times and like you know the lulls between uh mm -hmm. surges that go through you know it's like okay now i could have somebody sit here and talk and while we restock the the, the things you know mm -hmm. but it's it it definitely is a new new thing for that's why i hired the extrovert i'm tend to be a little introverted uh, in understand. public <laughs> so like I'm you go talk way. yeah i'm the same way i usually have my pa who's the little introvert and she'll go around and go here's a business card here's business cards there go over that to booth number whatever booth it is go there go talk about dragons and fairies and yes and, you know yeah, that it's nice to send them out and you, yes. you can just kind of sit back and go okay <laughs> yeah that's that's a whole point of taking someone with you to these conventions yeah uh we've grown to having an entire staff uh the rutledge productions the the our partners with the movie side of things um they've been really good about uh getting us into uh horror conventions uh we've been anywhere from kentucky to to chicago um and we just keep getting new people and new people interested in, in the story and the framework and and where it's going to go uh 
Georgia, New York, and California are really big on the conventions for horror. Um, and we're working our way up. We are Indiana based. Okay. So uh, we're trying to hit as spread out as far as we can. Uh, I know Atlanta was uh, talked about as one of the, the, the places with the like Days of the Dead convention. Yeah, Atlanta is really big on their horror and their horror conventions. So it is Louisiana. If you get down to... Uh, I used to live there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of friends down there. They actually, the one friend has a um, Hunter's House extraction thing that he created and is open all year, but he does a lot of horror author signings at the Haunted House, but they also have That's the conventions cool. there. So it's just where do you, where is your niche? And your niche is the entire U.S. Yeah, um, we've actually started picking up uh, with being on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. We started picking up people who um, are traveling mm -hmm. from outside the country to come. When you like, like, why did you choose Chicago's Days of the Dead to, to whatever? Like, well, we were over here. We saw this convention, uh, and we we figured we might as well just spend the day. You know, make it since we're not moving our way west. And, you know, so it was neat to see um, back when travel was was Normal. easier <laughs> um, to see stuff, you know, like uh, Australia and and all of those people uh, from different places yeah. and talking to them is like, you know, the stories of how they got there. Mm -hmm interesting australia has a lot of good horror things that go on there india you wouldn't think it but they do have horror conventions um well australia you would think it because everything there is trying to kill you anyway so <laughs> I mean, even if it's cute cute and cuddly it's still trying to kill you <laughs> right you know it's like oh don't let that bite you why because they eat this all day and it's poisonous mm -hmm. okay yeah, don't don't get scratched by that claws because the claws are poisonous. <laughs> but right. the rest of everything's it, poisonous. It's yeah, just a, the whole <laughs> land is poisonous, and yeah, but you can pet it. Just don't let it scratch you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, Australia is like that. I have a lot of good friends down there, and it's like, oh, don't do that because it's poisonous. So it's like, like okay, when you take your shoes off, it's worse than the American Southwest, where you take your shoes off, you have to like pat them out and make sure there's nothing in it when you go to put them back on mm -hmm. like there you have to make sure that no nothing else is wearing your shoes <laughs> because you know you come across and like you know have a kangaroo or a koala bear like now this is their shoe <laughs> and yeah. yeah yeah the koalas were are good at stealing your belongings so you have to <laughs> make sure it's still there when you take it off <laughs> so are they um are kangaroos and there's a few other animals that are great for sealing tourist things especially well you, you talk about india like the monkeys in some of those places mm -hmm. would come through and and like they expect you to give them food if you don't then they run up and they'll hit you yeah. with stuff saying like give me give me yeah. food yeah they expect it so you have monkeys now following you. And you can make a whole lot of different jokes and things about it, but this is a culture of the animals. So yeah, it's okay. But where can our listeners and our 
viewers find you. And I mean, you have, I'm sure, a direct link to you. Yeah, uh, topherchambers.com is my website um, that has a list of like my filmography, where I'm going to be, the, the podcasts that I do, um, as well as the internet-based radio station that, that I, uh, I founded in 2010. Um, all of that and, and more. So you can get links to like everything that I do from, from that. Awesome. I love when everything is one place because <laughs> it makes so much, much easier to find you. I say I have a lot of places that have all of the information in it because I never know who's searching what to get to me. So, mm -hmm. or to get to the project. So it's like, okay, right. if you go to this page, you'll still find all that information. So exactly you have your imvd if you want to get the films you have the radio show you put in this you, you have yeah yeah i get it <laughs> we, our lives overlap in a lot of areas so i get having twenty thousand links and just going okay i'm gonna have a website and it's gonna have all the links there <laughs> i do want to before we get uh, the i do have some in on the black book uh, i have some co-authors that uh, uh came in I brought them in because we were moving into the movie and, you know, like, well, let's have you write a story and then we'll adapt the story and do all that. So I wanted to thank like Angela Hill, uh, Stuart Wallen, uh, Joe Herbert. Uh, those guys are, and were fantastic and, and helped me uh, get past being the guy who just submits uh, stories to magazines and whatnot to actually having a book. <laughs> well, we always love those friends that help us yeah. get from A to the Z. But I just didn't want to to like they be the the glory hound. You know, I wrote no. I wrote a lot of the book, but like bits and pieces came in and and fleshed it out and made it longer. That is the point of anthologies to find co-authors so you can get all the little niche pieces put together. Yeah. But thank you so much for being on the show. It was wonderful talking to you. Well, thank you for having me and we'll see you on the circuit. Awesome. And for all of our listeners and our viewers, happy reading.